and uh, welcome everybody to the present show of today here uh, you know today we there is mindful path from a parking place somewhere in the world we have nathan as our guest directly from jerusalem hi nathan my pleasure to have you here so nathan in this is a, a is a free entrepreneur is a thinker is a speaker is somebody that uh, it doesn't have a practice of mindfulness as such. so he doesn't know you know he didn't meditate or doesn't have a story from his mindfulness period but his uh, expertise goes into a particular topic that is really connected with mindfulness and this is information overload right so uh, before starting to you know to discuss and connect it with mindfulness i would like to uh, from nathan to that explains to our you know listeners what is information overload Okay, so I'm talking about the information overload that affects knowledge workers in general, because I come from Intel, spent many years suffering from it. So I'm not talking about fake news and many other aspects of information overload. I'm talking about getting too many mails, getting messages all the time on your device, getting alerts, spending most of your day on WhatsApp and Facebook and all these other tools, and not being able to concentrate and do your work and being forced to keep running after all these new incoming messages because you think you're supposed to read them all and there is too many of them. That's the kind of information overload that I'm talking about. And is it connected with what it's now the buzzword FOMO, right? The fear of being missing out, right? That is one of the reasons people keep doing this to themselves, among others. Okay. So, and Pat, go ahead. It, it's become sort of addictive, no? It, it's like a stimulus, like gambling or something, that every time you open your phone, there might be some kind of message. And then you, there's a, a pleasure effect when you get the like or somebody comments on something, and then it, it keeps building. And every time your, your dopamine drops, and then you, you check your phone again, there's another message, and you're stimulated again, and it's this vicious circle. Absolutely. In fact, the researchers have shown that this is the case in terms of the chemicals in your brain, basically. So definitely it's similar to, to all the other addictions out there. And it's not only addictive, but it's, uh, let's say, counterproductive from the same time, right? So the fact that uh, we spend a lot of time taking our notification, we also saw in the present show, right, the fact that we also lack uh, the ability to focus because we get a lot of distractions. Absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, I'm older than you, and I remember the days before all this mess. And make no mistake, I'm a geek. I love computers. I build computers, everything. Still, when I was young, I used to work. I would go to work in the morning. I would uh, handle my correspondence, which came in brown envelopes and took me maybe two hours a week. And then I worked all the time. I interacted with my work. I interacted with the people around me. And when work was done, and I'm not saying I always would go home at five, so I would go home at six, maybe at seven, but then I would get home and it would be just the family and my hobbies because I couldn't do work at home. There was no way to do it. So in those days, we were much, much more focused on our work and we could be much more creative actually than we are today. Is there any studies correlating the, the decline of creativity and innovation now versus before? Well, actually, there is one specifically that I know of that was done a few years ago by Professor Teresa Amabile in Harvard. And she went and tracked knowledge workers in the wild, you know, actually observing them in their cubicles and so on. 
and interviewing them at the end of each day. And she showed a correlation between the number of interruptions you had in the day and your creativity, the creativity of the output you managed to generate. That was interesting. But also conversation at the same time, right? So at the, um, the you know, this kind of ability to always be connected with the world means that we also are more connected with the world during our family dinners, our interaction with friends. We go for lunch, we put the phone onto the table. Uh, you know, there are a lot of these things. So that means that it's harder to start having a very deep chat and conversation, like a mindful conversation with your peers, because, and maybe we keep our, the level in a superficial because there is no time to get deeply because we get out quite often. So this is one of the other problems we might have. So it's also the creative and brainstorming and everything around. So in human interaction, working, focus, productive. So there is a lot uh, that information overload is not helping. And a way to avoid it, well, how, would you, um, how would you get rid of it, uh, Nathan? It's getting more difficult, you know, because it used to be the best ideas I ever had came to me during business trips because I was alone in a hotel, no family, no distractions, no nothing, or on airplanes, even better. And in fact, I said to my boss once, why don't you send me to a hotel on the Red Sea instead of sending me on business trips to America and it will cost you less, but he didn't like the idea. And uh, then they added Wi-Fi in hotels and then they added Wi-Fi on airplanes. So that option is gone. So now what we can do though is there are various solutions that you can apply either personally or, or organizationally to guarantee yourself some of the, the peace and quiet that you need. Mm -hmm. And of course it varies. For example, if you are Bill Gates, Bill Gates was known to take annual think weeks. He would go for a week to a retreat somewhere in, I don't know, in the forest take with him all the, the things he wanted to go over, like ideas from his employees and things he needed to review in depth, mm -hmm. and you would be out of touch. Great idea. If you're Bill Gates, you can certainly do that. There are some managers that are smart enough to send their employees to such situations. Say once a year, they send them off-site for a week so they can think and maybe interact in, in their own group, but not uh, with the outside world. Mm -hmm. And there are situations of what they call quiet time. Actually, tried that at Intel with a group once with good results. And there is a book uh, by Leslie Perlow, another Harvard professor. Uh, she called it uh, Finding Time. Look it up. What she did there is an experiment on a group of engineers that three mornings each week, they were forbidden from any interruption. So no email, no talking to each other, no telephones. And uh, the results were impressive. Like products got to market sooner that they were designing. So you can also do that. On a smaller time scale, there are things like the no interruption zones and no interruption close. For example, if you're in a hospital and you're doing critical work with medicines, then you wear a special uh, um, overcoat that, that signals to people that you're not to be dis yeah. disturbed. Oh, there is the usual uh, mobile basket in the Thanksgiving dinners, right? Where you put all their mobiles in a basket and you leave it outside. The Actually, the, the guy who did that is President Obama. Yeah. Also, some of this basket in his cabinet meetings. <laughs> so you can do that too. I mean, there, there are many solutions. What I recommend to people individually is set your own quiet times. Like I'm more creative in the morning than, than in the afternoon. 
So I do my email in the afternoon. I keep the morning for, for really creative work, developing, writing, designing. And I definitely try not to look at my email and not to do anything other than the focused work I'm doing mm -hmm. during the morning. And I can afford to do that. I mean, and I think anyone can afford to assign a few hours a week at least when they can do that. Highly recommended. Would you would you recommend, based on your experience in the research, is it better to start by creating that sort of habit where you, you set certain periods of time for being quiet? Or is it better first to become aware of this this addiction or this this habit that you have currently of always checking your notifications in your phone? Well, I would say they're not exclusive. You can do both, certainly, and, and maybe you should. I, the problem, I think, is people don't do that. When, when you're young and you work in high tech, you take it for granted that you will work 24 by 7 and you must be connected. I've noticed in employees working for me, when they get to 40, 45 years of age, it suddenly dawns on them what they're missing. And suddenly I see, you know, this employee that is beginning to get gray hair and suddenly is going home earlier than the others, like at 6 instead of at 7 p.m and suddenly is not always available. And you know, this guy suddenly got it. He had the epiphany. So maybe it, it takes a certain maturity of age to be able to even get that idea. I can tell you, we did an experiment in an engineering group at Intel uh, to see if we can change the service level agreement implied in email. And the whole idea was they should not answer non-urgent email outside of working hours, like mm -hmm. at night. And I paraded all their managers in front of them. And we had a big kickoff, you know, the whole group together. And their managers swore to them that, please, please don't answer your email in five minutes if it's after hours. And that experiment failed miserably. We surveyed them before and after, and nothing changed. They kept the impression that they must respond to every email, even at 2 AM in five minutes. Doesn't matter what their managers told them. It went out the other ear. So it's difficult to change habits in yeah, and it gets often now that on sunday you evening you start getting emails for the for the monday 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 later right and this is also there are bad habits but you know pat in the probably it's one present show you said that the best meditator is who is able to be to concentrate in a rock concert right so i think that in this case with the right practice of mindfulness you should be able to look at your phone to get a notification and be enough mindful to not get distracted about it, right? So this is where the practice could take you, to take you. And, or is it just a guessing? What do you think? Well, let me show you also, you see, this is my phone. Yeah. And there is this uh, little thingy here. Yeah. You wouldn't believe what happens if you push it for a few seconds. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> You get electrocuted? <laughs> <laughs> well, you shut it down. That's why it's there, right? People seriously believe this is the fear of missing out. Oh my God, what is going to happen if I disconnect from my email? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. But I mean, no, but, fairly, but, fairly I, I, I used as well, I mean, at least for example, for iOS, you can switch off all the notification in the phone so that you don't get any vibration, any sound, anything, except if you open it. So like you get there, you take it and you have to, to unlock it and then you get a notification, but otherwise it, it, it's not bothering you. Right? You want to work in general, it's so much better to work in pull mode 
than in push mode. Exactly. You want to decide when you want to go. All these notifications, you've got mail. We know we got mail, right? We always got mail. We don't need to be notified that we got mail. And you can do that. You can turn it off. Although to turn it off, you must go in Outlook, for instance. You have to go to Outlook options, uh, advanced options, very advanced options, advanced options we really don't want you to find. And there you can shut it down from notifying you, right? So go and do that. Pat, you were saying? Um, even if you're very mindful or aware of the notifications coming in, and you, you, you see a notification come in and, and you just ex accept it and then you come back to the situation you're in, it's still a distraction. It still will take that second or two away from you. Even if you're good about not being carried away by those thoughts associated with that notification, it, it, it's still like Nathan is saying, will will decrease your, your creativity, your focus, and will context switching is extremely unproductive. Hey, there was even a little research done by HP some years ago, although, wasn't very rigorous, but they showed that if people are getting notifications about email and ignoring them, and uh, hearing phones ring and ignoring the phones, their effective IQ goes down 10 points. So, and just for comparison, they actually uh, uh, quoted that if you take uh, marijuana, it goes down only five points. So, so it's, it's, it's better to smoke dope rather than to you know get ignore avoid that phone call. <laughs> So at this point, Patrick, you say the realizing you're getting notification and you're getting distracted is the beginning, is that the first step, but then we should really take uh, responsibly a solution and you know get the phone away, switch it off, switch off the notification, leave it in the pocket or in the drawer or something like that. Yes, yes. And Slow, slowing down and finding quiet time will, absolutely. I don't want to say, actually speed things up but definitely make life flow more effectively and consider mindful minutes or mindful hours or half an hour as something that we should take during our weeks even if you are self-employed or we're working in a company anywhere else this is time that is very useful for us oh yeah and if you do that you're going to get to see your children children are those little employees that run around in homes if you noticed so absolutely yeah. So, Pat, it's time for a final mindful minute. What would you suggest in this case? I say we just take a minute to be quiet. <laughs> to close our eyes and ignore the notifications and the distractions for one minute. So that was the ring that finished the mindful minute, I guess. So mindful minute is over. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Nathan, for being here. I think it's a very fascinating oh, topic and yes. it's uh, very connected with what every so guys this week and next week and the following week, take your mindful time during the week, get rid of notification, make sure that you are 
free from this kind of distraction because it really harms you, right? It's something that is not good for our health, our work, our life. Thank you a lot. See you in a week uh, with the next present show. And uh, Nathan, uh, meanwhile, thank you a lot for being here with us. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.